and it, and it's time for us as believers of God to come into the house of God with our hands lifted up being ready to receive all that God has for us. If you love Jesus, why don't you put your hands together and give God some praise. <laughs> Certainly we do give honor to the Spirit of God and to the shepherd of this house, my friend and my brother, Bishop James Bryant. God bless you, sir. Lady Bryant, God bless you, woman of God. I also want to acknowledge my lovely wife, Bishop, Presiding Bishop Linda Jenkins. I want to acknowledge my adjutant who came with me on this, on this round, our Deacon Anthony Sattler and Lady Sattler. I want to honor, amen, Bishop Thomas Barr and Lady Barr and to Overseer Boyd. God bless you. God bless you. Amen and to all, and amen, presiding Elder Troncoso, amen. Elder Bailey coming out, amen, supporting. And all of you that are here, we greet you in the wonderful name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So they say, is there a word from the Lord? I'm going to try to do my best. Amen, amen, amen. Oh, let's give it up for the band. Let's give it up for the... Let's give it up for the band. Started out just like that. But anybody know anything about the Holiness Church and the Pentecostal Church, they didn't have the full, complete drum set. They just had a snare drum and a cymbal. And probably Mother Jones or whoever was playing the bass, bass drum, but we made a joyful noise to the Lord. And man, we're so grateful and honored. If you would turn your Bibles to the book of 2 Thessalonians. Second Thessalonians, the third chapter. And verse number one, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of the Lord may run swiftly and be glorified just as it was with you and that we may, that we may deliver the unreasonable and wicked man, for not all have faith. Verse three, but the Lord is faithful. Let me read that again. But the Lord is faithful. Let me read it to the ones that are sick in here. But the Lord is faithful. Let me read it to the one that is going through something right now. But the Lord is faithful. Let me read it to those who got children behind bars. The Lord is, I feel the Holy Ghost already. 
the Lord is faithful, who will establish you and guard you from the evil one. And we have confidence in the Lord concerning you, both that you do and will do the things that we command you. Now may the Lord direct your hearts into the love of God and into the patience of Christ. I want to put all these five verses together and preach to you from the subject, honor the kingdom, it's time to take a stand. Honor the kingdom. For it's time to take a stand. Brothers and sisters, the task before me is not an easy task. But I'm confident that the Holy Ghost will direct me in the path that I need to go in order to deliver this word. Brothers, as we look in the future, and as Christ delays his coming, we notice that there is an evil pattern on the horizon where the hearts of people are growing worse, more wicked, without care or conscience. There is an uprising of pure evil in the land. We are faced with black lives matter. But the truth is all lives matter. Uh, we are faced with the different races, black, whites, Latinos, everybody all in an uproar fighting against one another when we notice that the kingdom is under attack. Trump, oh, I really don't want to talk about Trump because he's going to mess up my message. So I'm going to move on from Trump. And all I can say about that is, heaven help us. Where is the church when we need to pray for our leader? The Bible says, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves together and pray and seek my face. Then will I turn from their wicked ways and heal their land. Honor the kingdom. It is time to take a stand. It is time for us as the people of God but those of you who have messed up know that you can come back to God. God will forgive you. But you must first repent and do your first works all over again. But Bishop Barr, it is when the people are killing themselves, not with flesh and blood, but they're killing themselves and killing each other with their words. There's so much church hurt in the building. 
where people are talking about one another like it's no tomorrow. What happened to brotherly love? What happened to good fellowship? What happened to loving one another? Well, the kingdom is under attack. And the devil is busy. And the Bible says, in the last days, perilous times shall come. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. It is time for us to get back to God. How many know that we're living in the last days? We're living in the last days. And Jesus is soon to come. Listen here. We have to understand this move of God and understand that we have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. We have a charge to keep and a God to glorify. When I was a little boy growing up in church, I heard Mother Jones singing a song, I made a vow to the Lord. And I won't take it back. I don't care how many times I came to church, I always heard Mother Jones singing, I made a vow to the Lord. And I won't take it back. It was, it was when I became an adult and matured in God to understand what Mother Jones was saying was, is that I made a vow to God. And I said, Lord, I will live for you. Lord, I will die for you. Lord, I will do your will. And then no demon in hell will ever shake my foundation. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. This is not just an address to men, but this is addressed to the whole church. Hallelujah. I said back last weekend, as I was ministering to the brothers on Father's Day, that fathers are not perfect, but we can strive for perfection. All of this wickedness that is coming into the church, into the kingdom, the Bible says that we must watch as well as pray. In order for us to understand what the kingdom is, we must first accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We must be saved, sanctified, and filled with the Holy Ghost in order for us to honor the kingdom and take a stand. Someone said that chivalry is dead. We are the men who shows the act of bravery, courtesy, and honor towards a woman. When was the last time you seen a man open the door for a woman, give up his seat on a subway train for a woman, or give up the seat for an elderly woman? Something of an act of chivalry. But chivalry is not dead. You must teach chivalry to the young boys. Start when they're young. So when they hit 55, they know to keep opening up the doors for the woman and pulling the seat out 
for the woman. Somebody shout hallelujah. Where are the men who have high morals, godly standards, men of integrity, and men of character? Uh, I got to tell you that though I was born in Jamaica, Queens, New York, in the south side of Queens, where all of the drug dealers and gang bangers and all of this stuff was going on, I had a mother and a father that loved Jesus. And all of the things that I seen going on in the neighborhood, I could have followed that path. But I'm going to go with the song that says, I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if I be lifted up. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. Men, you must realize that it's not about you, but it's about Jesus. It's not about you getting a pat on your back. It's not about you getting a, a star next to your name. But it's about you receiving the glory that comes from God. And God gets all the glory. Clap your hands and give Jesus some praise. I got three points. And I'm going to move on and take my seat. When honoring the kingdom there's three points i want to share with you number one is is that you cannot be selfish i'm gonna say that again because that was too quiet when honoring the kingdom you cannot be selfish it is not about you but it's about god it's about the gift that God has put in you to bless somebody else. God took the hell out of you so that you can go back into hell, the neighborhood, the hood, and let people see that the hell has come out of you and now Christ liveth inside of you. You have to understand and let the people see, not notice the focus on you wearing a collar or you, you know, wearing your long dress or you wearing the nice suits, but they will notice there's something about you. Something about the way you talk. Something about the way you speak. Something about the way you move. Something about you looks different. And that tells me that you have had an encounter with the Lord. Number two, in honoring the kingdom, oh, I feel God moving here. In honoring the kingdom, we must learn how to fast. Yes, I said fast. I'm not saying that you should fast to lose weight. But I'm saying that you should turn your plate down. Because the kingdom 
needs prayer. Oh, glory to God. You must turn your plate down and turn your face to the wall, Bishop Bryant, and say, Lord, what is it that I need to do in order for the kingdom to come from heaven down to earth? Hallelujah. You got to turn your face to the wall and seek God so that God can take you higher. The higher you go, the more you're going to know that the devil's going to come after you. So you might as well get ready for it. But I'm seeking God. And I'm turning my plate down so I can hear from him. And the Bible says that my sheep hear my voice. And a stranger they will not hear. Am I talking right in here? I'm talking about the kingdom, honoring the kingdom and taking a stand. Uh, the third point I want to bring out is, is that when honoring the kingdom, you must read your Bible. You, whew, I feel something here. Uh, in honor the kingdom, you, you can't go no further without reading your Bible. In, in honoring the kingdom, uh, the Bible says that I must study to show thyself approved unto God. Uh, a workman need of not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. So if I study the Bible, and when it's time for me to preach, I won't be, it won't be like scattergory or scatterchorus or however you say it. Uh, you won't be all over the Bible, but you can stick to what you're saying and God can anoint what you're saying to advance the kingdom. Honor the kingdom. It's time to take a stand. Let me go ahead here and go into the message, into the heart of the message here. So, 2 Thessalonians is two writings of Paul. Hallelujah. And Paul had a great task before him in the first letter. All right. Bishop Jenkins, Thessalonians dealt with the pleasant memories. The first letter, the first letter of Thessalonians dealt with the precious memories of how the infant church started out. And Paul talked and focused in on those that were part of Thessalonia and told them that they must have faith and that they must have hope and that they must have love. This was going on in the infancy of the church in Thessalonia. And Paul encouraged the church and he taught the church and he comforted the church and he even had problems with the message in the same right but he still instilled into them faith, hope, and love. And I'm sure that that's the same thing that's going on over here. You're saying to your people, you got to have faith and you got to have hope and you got to have love. Hallelujah. I'm talking about the kingdom. And so as Paul went on and taught them, he reminded them in the message, he said that if you do these things, 
If you do this and hold on to God, uh, that there is a reward coming your way. Uh, and he told them and reminded them that I need you to love one another. Uh, and then when things get bad, I want you to rejoice together. And then things, when things get worse, I want you to pray with one another and give thanks unto the Almighty God. Because somebody shout hallelujah. And so we hear, we see here in the second letter to Thessalonians, and he said that the seed of false doctrine has creeped in the church, and amongst the people of God, they were sowing evil, they were sowing false doctrines. How in the first letter, they talked about faith, hope, and love, and by the second letter, he was rebuking the false doctrine, the uh, sowing amongst the people of God. Hallelujah. Which lets me to know that Paul, even in the church of Thessalonian, they had issues. They had problems. They had seeds being sown amongst the congregation. Hallelujah to God. It says to me that they had wishy-washers and gossipers in the church. And when somebody tried to remind somebody and said, no, Paul was telling us to love, hope, and have faith. And then somebody said, no, I got the memo that he said another doctrine. Ah, it was a false doctrine. Hallelujah. But somebody needs to hold on to the horns of the altar. Somebody needs to pray when things are going crazy. Somebody needs to look towards heaven. Somebody needs to know that God is a good God. And besides him, there is no other. Paul's mission uh, to the church uh, was to preach God's faithfulness. Uh, he was tired of the devil's mess, uh, but Paul remained faithful. Uh, I don't know who I'm preaching to in here, but I want you to know this afternoon that in order to honor the kingdom and take a stand, that you must remain faithful. You must remain faithful. You can't be no wishy-washy going here and there and to and fro. But you gotta say, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. On other ground is sinking sand. Oh, honor the kingdom. And it's time to take a stand. Clap your hands and give God the glory. Here in 2 Thessalonians, the third chapter and verse 1 and 2 Paul was coming to the church and coming to the close of his letter and as you see as it was written in the Bible it said finally comma and then it says brother comma 
pray for us. Now, if we were to have an English lesson, somebody would say, that's a run-on sentence. It got too many commas in it. But the message was urgent. The message was saying, finally, brethren, pray for us. Oh, preacher, what we praying for? The devil is trying to attack the kingdom. And he's trying to tear the kingdom down. And we must pray. And we must read the word. But most of all, we must stick together. And then it goes on to say that we must allow the word of God to move swiftly. Don't you know that Jesus is soon to come? Jesus is soon to come. And Bishop Bryan and presiding Bishop Jenkins and Bishop Barr and myself included have not traveled around the world one or two times to tell somebody about Jesus. But the word is coming quickly. And the word is coming with glory. And the word is coming with power. I'm talking about protecting the kingdom of God. Somebody clap your hands and give God the glory. And verse number three, it says that the Lord is faithful. The Lord is faithful. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Hallelujah. Listen here, you can trust him. You can lean on him. You can bend him and he won't break because the Lord my God is faithful. And then the scripture went on to say that he will establish you. And establishment means having a sure or firm foundation. I believe that the Reverend Dr. Cofield here at Spiritual Truth gave Bishop Bryant his spiritual foundation. I believe that it was Bishop Eugene Berry that gave Bishop Linda Jenkins her spiritual foundation. And for little old me, it was Broomfield Johnson and the Mount Carey Holy Churches of America that gave me my foundation. And like Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not be against it. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Somebody say yeah. Hallelujah. And then it went on to say that he will guard you and he will give you goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. But the problem is, is that there are leaders who are quitting. There are leaders who are committing suicide. There are leaders who are walking away from their churches. 
they don't want no parts of the kingdom but the devil is a liar the devil is a liar honor the kingdom it's time to take a stand god bless you